literally an institution in this town of digging up old photos, old stories, collections, everything you can imagine under the sun about this great city. Greasy spoons, dives, old clubs. If you love this city, you're going to love it even more. Real people, real stories, real places. This is the Austin Found Podcast. Welcome back, and thanks for tuning in. It's good to have you back to Austin Found. I'm J.B. Hager. And I'm Michael Barnes. We're with the Austin American Statesman, and this is going to be a quick hit episode, but it's going to be fun, especially as we're sitting here in the approaching summer of 2021, and so many people are moving here. To give you context of the time, you know, Tesla's building this big factory, 10,000 people they need to hire. Oracle has relocated its headquarters here. This is news like this is happening every month. New billion dollar Apple campus being built in North Austin, about to break break ground. So a lot of people are moving here, and (laughs) you still, the thing you got to consider as much as you and I love this city, adore it, right? It's It's near and dear to our hearts. You gotta be prepared for the heat. And there's no way to prepare for it. You never <laughs> there's no way never ready for it. And I love this. This was in volume one of Indelible Austin. You you literally did this quick hit story about Texas heat. And I'll start with this so people can brace themselves. Maybe they'll listen to this before they decide to move here. <laughs> I, I love how you compared Texas to some of the other similarly hottest places on earth. There are very few places on earth that is hot as Texas. <laughs> but when you hear them, you go, in, in our minds, we think, oh, that's got to be incredibly hot. But yet we're... We're close to it. We're close. We're, we're in the second rung <laughs> because in the first rung uh, are some of the deserts in Iran, Iraq, Libya, India, Israel, Tunisia, Somalia, and Mali. And the only place in the country that's really, truly hotter in our country, that's really, truly hotter than Texas, is Death Valley. <laughs> Think about that. We're close to Death Valley. <laughs> and there was a great quote from a U.S. general, Philip Sheridan, about Texas heat. Yeah. It's kind of legendary. Yeah, he was uh, part of the military command, the Union military command that was in charge of this part of the country in uh, in reconstruction after the civil war and in 1866 he said if i owned texas and hell i'd rent out texas and live in hell (laughs) (laughs) now he was talking about the heat but some people thought he was talking about the people but (laughs) i've done the research and he really was talking about talking about the heat and before we get to some other austinites giving you quotes you were from originally from Houston, correct? Mostly, yeah. Mostly Houston, but you've been here for 30-plus years? 40, almost. 40 years. <laughs> 40 years. Okay. And Houston's a different kind of hot. Even yeah. Austinites look at Houston and go, mm, uh, right? No. Well, that was one of the reasons I moved up here. It's a little drier. Yeah, right. You get a little more wind. You're, you know, you get the hills. Yeah. The cool valleys and cool creeks and lakes. What, and what do you—I have a friend who's debating moving here from Seattle. That's going to be a big change. <laughs> and he's worried about the heat. And I would love to know what you say to people when they're making this consideration. Because I've told him, like, no, 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 this is a real concern. And and I was offered a job, a radio job in Seattle in, in the year 2000. Mm-hmm. And opposite 
kind of reaction, I was concerned about the doom and gloom and not seeing sunshine. That was a very legitimate concern. That's very legitimate. And I asked locals there, like, yeah, you got to, like, in this same friend, he says, if you live here, you, you got to get above the clouds. Mm-hmm. You got to go in the mountains. You got you to gotta be, especially in the winter, you got to get up on skis, snowmobiles, get above that's, the clouds. good advice. And so, I, similarly, with advice here, mm-hmm. I'm like, you got to plan on access to water. Absolutely. You know, when, when my daughter was eight, I bought a boat, never planned on owning a boat, mm-hmm. and it didn't grow up around boats. I'm like, we're getting a boat. Because mm-hmm. I was home from my morning radio show by noon every day, and I had a little kid running around. I'm like, I'm not going to go walk the mall every day. What are we going to do when it's 105? <laughs> it's a very legitimate concern. What do you say to people? Well, it's not in this article, but the first thing I would say is if you have the ability to do so, visit here for a stretch in late August. Because everybody comes here in March for South by or in October for <laughs> the, the ACL, best two months. ACL Fest, and they think, this is the most fabulous city <laughs> in the world. And the streets yeah. are full of wonderful people, and, <laughs> and it's just electric and then like yeah try the streets in august because right. it's not going to feel that way but you know if if you can uh, get through that some of the advice that i give is stay inside <laughs> next to the air conditioning you know this was the uh, year february of 2021 where we had, the power grid went down and, right. and we and we lost during the deepest freeze we've known in my lifetime and it was tr- it was devastating we could have the same summer grid problem. Sure. Very likely. We, it, it always flirts with being out of control during the summer of the, the electrical grid. I also advise being near to water as possible. It, even if you're not in it, it's just so cooling and relaxing to be next to it. Mm-hmm. And also, get out of town. <laughs> yeah, that's... Which is why a lot of people of Colorado get invaded by Texans. Yeah, and other any other cooler part of the country. Michigan is a, a, a place a lot of people mm-hmm. go to. The New England coast, a lot of people go to. Now, when I say a lot of people, I should say people with the privilege and the wealth to do that. Right. Uh, <laughs> when I was working the social circuit, I, I would say that my measure of how wealthy somebody was, because nobody would say how wealthy they were, mm-hmm. was not their car or their house or anything else, but it was how long they got to stay out of the Texas heat in the <laughs> summer. And some people would leave in May and come back in October. Yeah. So yeah, we should acknowledge that that's a tiny percentage of, of the people it's, who can well, afford and, to do that. And now, if you look at the current climate of Austin and, and affordability, yeah. a second home is becoming less and less oh, gosh. of an option, gosh. right? Yeah. It's brutal. But the other thing, on a more of a positive note, I do tell people, I'm like, you'll adjust. Mm-hmm. You, you yeah. really do adjust to dealing with the heat, especially if you make the conscious choice to get out in it as the temperatures start to rise. Right. I usually go out first thing in the morning in the summer. You know, I get in my hike as soon as the sun comes up mm-hmm. because I know that in a few hours, you know, I'm it's going to be punishing. And then you hear the locusts screeching. <laughs> and <laughs> but, um, but I also am a big believer in shade. Now, we have a really shady front porch. It's an old-fashioned bungalow. 
Now, unfortunately, recently a, a tree cutter guy cut the most important branches for shading our front porch. Because uh, so of a power line or something? No, it was one was touching the roof of our house, and that'll ruin uh, your roof. Yep, so yep, you yep. always want to cut back the branches from your roof. But he cut back too much. Yeah. It freaked us out. But luckily, all of the trees we planted uh, 10, 15 years ago in the back garden have now all grown to the point where the back garden is shaded all the time. And so we entertain out there, we read out there, relax out there. So get to the shade. It's so true. When we bought our house in Travis Heights, it has these massive oaks that that Mm. neighborhood is known for. And I was like, that's what I saw. I was like... Ah, this is going to be... Hallelujah. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, the shade is wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Okay, when we'll end on this. I, I think this is really fun. It, it, it appears that you clearly put out on socials or in your article uh, for people to share with you some of their favorite it's so hot kind of uh, sayings. Austin's as hot as... A tailpipe on a long-haul Harley, says Diane Moon. <laughs> I've never touched one, but I, <laughs> I would recommend to. it. And Austin is hot as the sun from a distance of approximately 150 million kilometers, which is, I think, what we are. We're, <laughs> They're just being very technical. Just being, being scientific. And then Austin is as hot as the hinges on the door to hell, and that's the way we like it, says Monica <laughs> Maldonado-Williams. Austin is hot as a Texas mom at her daughter's defeated cheerleading tryout, <laughs> says Tad Smalley. It's as hot as that fire ant mound out by the curb, says J.J. Knowles. And if you don't know what fire ants are, welcome to Texas. Yeah. Because oh. if you want to stay as far away from them as possible, they will make you burn an itch like nothing else. Lori Moliter says that Austin's as hot as the devil's armpit. I don't even know what that means. But Harvey Harris says Austin's as hot as grandma's tamales. Ah. And we'll we'll just put in this last one. Uh, Ernie Taliaferro said, um, it's so hot in Austin, I saw two trees fighting over a dog. <laughs> <laughs> that one took me a second to figure yeah. out what they're talking yeah, about. But yeah, that, that, that's a great I one. I think it's an old Texas expression. <laughs> it but. definitely sounds like an old Texas expression. That article is in volume one of Indelible Austin. It's the last article in volume one. Ah. I wanted to end on a light note. <laughs> <laughs> Highly recommend picking up these books. Volume one through three are available. Volume four is in the works at this time, 2021. Uh, great gift for any new Austinites. I've been telling, I'm, you know, for logical reasons, I'm meeting a lot of new Austinites uh, mm-hmm. who are, uh, have just moved here. Just met a woman who moved from L.A. last week and moved into Travis Heights. And uh, I'm like, you've got to get this book. You know, yeah. pass it out. Like, you'll really get to know this city, and then, and then, you know, and then pick up the podcast too, and hear it in more of a conversational manner. But she was like, I'm on it. Jumped on Amazon. That's right excellent. Away. Yeah. Well, if you wanted to get local, if you wanted to buy local, Book People is one of the places to buy it. Buy it all over the city, but Book People will ship it to you as well. They also have curbside pickup, and you can go into the store these days. Very cool. Thank you, Michael Barnes. It's always a pleasure. Thank you for tuning in to Austin Found. Pass it on to your friends. Share it on socials, please. And we appreciate you tuning in. Happy trails.